Yo, Satan, it's your homegirl, Sarah. Where you at? That's going to be a problem. What do we say about letting Matt Thomas speak on the podium? Oh! <laughs> you're not helping in your case if you're going to go all stabby-stabby on him. Man, you haven't tripped fucking balls until you've had some uh, witch berries. Let's do this place apart! Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. We are finishing our lead up to Halloween and the Fear Street trilogy with Fear Street 1666. And before we go any further, there will be spoilers ahead. Luke, are you ready to reverse the curse? For sure. So this one uh, picks up right where the last one left off. As, uh, as you put it, Dina is quantum leaped back into 1666 into the body of Sarah Fears. That's right. She she so basically becomes Sarah Fear. She's kind of along for the ride in a in a quantum leap type of way, and gets to experience uh, uh, her story back in uh, uh, 1666. So we 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 kind of see how she lost her hand, um, how all this madness came to be. And it was cool to see uh, all the other actors from the uh, other two movies are in there too, because you just assume. As as the viewer, you're supposed to assume that these people look different, but they're they're all played by the actors that were in the part one and part two. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it's, so it's yeah, like Marcus said, it's the same actors from uh, 1994 and then 1978, but they're all playing uh, different characters, uh, different villagers in this uh, in this town in Ohio, which is cool. So you get to see like Dina's character, per se, interacting with uh, like Tommy Slater from 1978. I, I dug it. This one was again. I thought it was paced almost just as well as as the the first one, which I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, basically it, the, the you know the same same actresses that were having the uh, uh, relationship in 1994. So you know like um, uh, Sarah Fear in this case, and then Hannah Miller, yeah. who was who was played by uh, Olivia Scott Welch, who was Sam in the 1994 timeline. Um, so they're solving a relationship, which obviously very frowned upon back in those days. Basically, they get uh, spied on, you know, having some intimate time together. Yeah, they go back and, uh, you know, they're they're concerned that they were saw by somebody because, you know, they you can't you can't be a lesbian back in 1666. Then uh, they're interrupted by a scream and the church door is uh, locked. And that's when Luke gets a bit of his uh, favorite eye trauma. We were told about this incident in the in the other movies about how the town preacher went crazy and he plucked out the eyes of all the kids, uh, and and that's what they run into. They 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 break into the 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 chapel, the church, and uh, there's there are all the kids uh, with their eyes gouged out. Thankfully, they're already gouged out because I really can't look at that shit. This is my only issue with the movie, by the way, is that it's just it just all of a sudden happens it's just like bam and there's no lead up to it and they're all the kids with their eyes plucked out like we just kind of gets dropped in our lap i think they realize uh, like at this point in their the trilogy that they really they they needed to get the rest of the lore in because they didn't really have any in the first movie and i know that um that was some of the criticisms that that movie got even though we liked it a lot i know a lot of people didn't like that there really isn't wasn't any backstory and then we did get uh, a lot more in 1978 but they really needed to fit everything in into this movie 
Right. And they, and they do it and you know, they have uh, an hour basically to do it. And because the last uh, 30, 40 minutes of the movie, is, well, we'll get there, but they only have an hour to, to, that we spend in night in 1666. So anyway, the, the church scene happens. They get accused of, of being witches. Yeah, like some, real some, fast. Like, mm. you know, it's, it's right into that like stereotypical time period where it's like, if you're a woman and you do anything that's anything out of the ordinary for the time period, you're a witch. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, all of a sudden the, the town folk have uh, more than enough uh, uh, ammunition to, to accuse these two girls of being witches. Hannah Miller is caught immediately and uh, Sarah Fear goes running off into the woods, or we so we think, uh, but she uh, is back in the town trying to save her girlfriend. Right. Yeah, she, she goes and checks on that... Uh, you know the the witch lady living in the woods, the one that they got the psychedelic berries from, and uh, she's been killed. So she goes to uh, uh, what is his name? Good, right? It's it's his uh, it's his ancestor. Yeah. And uh, to to you know she because he's always been like a friend to her. Well, turns out that he's uh, he's the one that started this whole fucking thing. He's he he's the one that he got the book from the witch lady in the forest, and uh, he's the one that. Uh, summoned the big evil heart that's in the caves and he's the one that made that uh evil witch symbol appear in the stone and he's the one that's been started putting the names on the on the the wall of names that would eventually have a lot more names on it yeah and we'll let the movie handle all the backstory so watch it uh to get more of that but um it eventually ends up back in 1994 with our main characters after they sort of figured out what's going on and they've returned the hand to Sarah Fear's body, and now they know that the sheriff is the bad guy, and they've got to set up to take him down. The ending of this movie is uh, great. It's real fun to watch. It's very much in the vein of that the first part uh, was already, uh, which we which we dug. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was uh, it was great to see uh, Sheriff Good you know, now asshole Sheriff Good, who's been an asshole this whole time. We even get a flashback to him being an asshole when he was uh, uh, in 1978. So, yeah, he shows up with an army of uh, of the undead psychos to fight our remaining survivors. And it's a, it's a just a really cool, action-y, gory uh, climax to the trilogy. Yeah, I got to say that this, this movie definitely uh, grew on me. And uh, part three at the beginning, I was I was still enjoying it, but I wasn't totally there yet because I didn't know what they were going to do. But by the end, they really uh, sort of wrapped things up nicely. They got all the uh, they got all the stuff in that we were seeing before. So it's like whenever we saw like a flashback or like a vision from one of the other movies, they started to explain that. And it was cool to see it happen. Uh, and unfold in front of your in front of your eyes. Agreed. I, I also really liked it. My I liked it to the point where I wish it was longer. Uh, like I said, I, my only issue really with the movie is that the uh, the 1666 part uh, ends up feeling a little rushed because, like Marcus said, they they gotta they try and fit all the lore in there uh, before we get back to 1994 for the big mall climax. And I think I'm, they're in a bit of a hard place because I don't think there's enough for a full movie. I don't think there's enough for a full like fourth movie, but no. they probably they could have made some of the other ones longer. And I do know and I and I do know, you know, they probably made that decision to make those movies longer because, you know, the longer movies get more people don't watch them. 
uh, we're yeah. the outliers here. I mean, uh, amongst other people, we're we're okay with watching a longer movie. Uh, right. So I think they would have been served better in the end if they had made part one and part two a little bit longer so that, you know, like this last one didn't have to be two and a half hours. But I, I don't think that they had enough material for four movies. I think they just had enough for three longer movies. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. No, I, I don't think a fourth movie would be the answer. I, honestly, I, I'm, I think parts one and two are, are almost, almost perfect the way they are. I just, I would have, I guess I would have liked like maybe 20 more minutes of, of 1666, uh, uh, stuff. But, uh, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. So Luke, give me your final thoughts on 1666, man. I'm trying to feel like a, a broken record about these movies, but, um, they're really great. They're the whole trilogy is great. 1666. I'm probably going to rate it, uh, the worst of the three movies personally, but, they're all awesome, and I can totally see myself watching the trilogy every so often uh, in and around Halloween. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I really enjoyed this series. I, it definitely helped that we watched it right after Puppet Master, which got really stale for us. Uh, but even if we hadn't, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I can see myself we watching this around Halloween like you as well. Um, I highly recommend it. I had a great time. Uh, so, Luke, before we before we move on. Uh, if you're, you're you're new to us, our, our franchise fracas, when we get to the end of one, we do a final rankings. We didn't do this with the end of Puppet Master because, man, that would have taken a while. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, but we can easily do this. So we'll start we'll start with number three and we'll go down to number one. Luke, what was your worst of the trilogy? They were all pretty good. But Luke, what was your number three? OK, so I, I kind of spoiled this one already. But uh, 1666 part three is my least favorite of the trilogy. I'm going to agree with you on that one, too. So we're going to we're going to line up with this one. I enjoyed it. And I, I like seeing all the, the, the lore and stuff come back together. But um, yeah, it's 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 but it, it's a solid number three. I mean, it's still a good movie. Yeah. All right. Number two, Luke. And I think we're going to differ on this one. And you probably already figured it out. But um, go ahead. Give me your number two. So my number two is is part two. Uh, 1978 uh for me it's uh it's it's still great it's an awesome homage to to you know specifically Friday the 13th uh you know the camp slasher or and just slashers in general from the you know late 70s early 80s the reason why I'm not it's not a number one is because that uh that first hour or so is tends to drag a little bit for me um but otherwise it's all good and so that would make your number one, Fear Street, 1994, then. Yep, I love that. Which, again, I, I, I looks like I'm in the minority if I'm just looking around on the internet. Most people li like that one the least. But, and I fucking love that first movie. I don't know, dude. It was great. So here's I, the thing. I, I was totally with you on this one. Up through watching 1978 and even like the day after watching 1978 and doing the podcast for that one. And then... And the more I thought about it, the more I like 1978 the best. So 1994 is going to be like 1A for me, like 1.5, because I did love that one as well. Sure. Uh, but uh, surprisingly, 1978 ends up as my number one in this one. Hey, that's that's not a bad choice, man. I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, yeah, they're very, they're very close uh, for me as well. Um, so, yeah, really, you really can't go wrong with any of these. Obviously, you gotta, should watch them in order. But, yeah, they're, they're really good. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Fear Street trilogy. Uh, we enjoyed it. We think you will, too. So get on Netflix and watch it.
It is now time for Guess the Movie Title, the game where one of us picks a movie and tries to get the other one to guess the title. Listen and play along with us as we gallop through the garbage movies in the horror, sci-fi, and fantasy genre. Luke, give me the best you've got. This 1973 American horror movie follows David Blake, a college student who is hired by the mysterious Dr. Stoner as his Dr. Stoner. <laughs> fucking Dr. Stoner. In 1973, what, uh, perfect. What David doesn't know is that Dr. Stoner is delusional and is convinced that humanity is doomed. His solution? Inventing a serum that will turn all humans into snakes. <laughs> <laughs> because of course it is. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not, not the might. solution I would have gone with, but okay. He might not be wrong. Don't criticize. All right. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to do three clues like always. So clue number one is, uh, is this. So Dr. Stoner, I, I can, I love that. Dr. Stoner is played by Strather Martin, who has 176 acting credits to his name, but is most famous for playing the manager of the Charlestown Chiefs in the movie Slapshot which is a movie that Marcus and I both really like. He, the other character that he's really well known for is uh, the character called Coffer, who is in uh, in The Wild Bunch, the, the awesome Sandpack and Pop Western, which um, if you like Got Westerns, it. go watch The Wild Bunch. So anyway, that's that's, that's clue number doesn't one. Doesn't help me, but it's a good bit of trivia. Clue number two. All right, and this is, this is where it gets good. So this movie script was uh, reused apparently almost beat by beat which is why i we should really watch this in the worst of the puppet master movies uh that being curse of the puppet master oh no shit so curse of the puppet master used this exact script except they changed like you know a couple of things uh you know turning people into into snakes he was trying to turn people on the puppets <laughs> <laughs> i'm like, intrigued I'm going to need number three, but that's interesting. So last clue. The title of this movie is, is pretty infamous. Uh, and that's due to how ridiculous it is. And that it only uses one letter that's repeated seven times. <laughs> seven times. <laughs> yeah, you fucking got it. It's... it's... <laughs> There's a movie out there called... Uh, the Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Twitter at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. All right. So next, I'm super excited uh, to announce that we're going to start doing our, our Halloween free for all. And uh, our first movie is going to be Malignant. So uh, I really can't wait. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. Yeah, like, man, those those shaved legs in 1666. Yeah, that definitely wasn't a thing. In fact, if you shaved your legs back in 1666, which where is your hair, woman? You have lain with the devil and he has taken your leg hair. Pass some gas. Which? Which? The foul gas emanating from your bottom is the devil's brass. Which? <laughs>